Are we really doing this? We're doing it. Ah! Welcome to the Bomb Tales and Cocktails podcast. I'm Shelby Lobitz, the fitness and nutrition coach for moms and soon-to-be moms, mom of three, and twin mom. My passion is helping women learn to strengthen their bodies and mind for pregnancy, postpartum, and beyond. And I'm Erin Patel, mom of two toddler boys. I work in aerospace and defense doing digital transformation and supply chain strategy, so data is in my DNA. I'm always looking for research-backed solutions to better myself as a mom and as an individual, and I love helping other moms do the same. We're here to give you the tough love, the real and raw truths on motherhood and how to do it all without losing yourself along the way. So sit back with your cocktail or mocktail and get ready to transform your mind, body, and life. Hello, beautiful moms. We are so excited to be back this week with another real and raw episode. So whether you currently have a weight loss goal or you've just been in this habit of weighing yourself every single day, that number pops up. No, I need to start over. You're good up until that number that pops yeah, up. Because I didn't I didn't write it properly. Yeah, that number that pops up on your scale can have a huge effect on the way you feel about yourself or your day. All right. Yeah, you were right. You've just been in the habit of weighing yourself every single day. Okay. All right. I'm just gonna start it for. Hello, beautiful moms. We are so excited to be back this week with another real and raw episode. So whether you currently have a weight loss goal or you've just been in this habit of weighing yourself every single day, the number that pops up on your scale can have a huge effect on the way that you feel about yourself or can have a big impact on your day in general. So does that mean you should completely just throw away the scale because it gives you anxiety and you get really stressed about it? Maybe yes, but maybe no. And we're going to help you make that decision today and help you feel a bit more at ease with your weight and the number on the scale. So today... I am drinking a pink Prosecco, which is super good. I will definitely link it. And I feel like it's just very on brand. So I'm going very off brand today. <laughs> and I'm actually drinking a mocktail. Um, I got this stuff. I, of course, it was like an Instagram thing. Um, it's by Apothecary. And it's called Take the Edge Off. And it's like a stress, stress relief tincture um, that you can either... They say like you can do it in tea or um, I don't know, water. So I opted to put it in a grapefruit salsa water and it doesn't really have much flavor, but the salsa water in general is very refreshing. Um, but yeah, I just, I feel like I've been just drinking too much lately. It's making me feel not great about myself. So I'm doing a behavior change and um going to focus a little bit more on improving my healthy habits and minimizing my drinking habits for a little while. 
So it was just Mother's Day this past Sunday. So happy Mother's Day, everyone. Um, Shab, how was your Mother's Day? Did you do anything fun? I had a very relaxing and enjoyable Mother's Day. Started off with a gym trip, which was always enjoyable to me. And I got to drop the kids off at the daycare. So that's always a nice, a nice little break. And we just had brunch and just like relaxed the whole day. It was so nice out and it just felt so good for the first time in a long time. Like anytime the twins are napping, I'm like, I need to get things done. Like, what can I do during nap time? And I actually just like sat outside with my mimosa and it was just like so sunny and nice and literally just like sat there and was relaxing and it felt so good. It didn't last. It didn't last too long, but it was very nice. And we just had dinner that Ben cooked, which is always good. And yeah, it was just relaxing. But I feel like there's like this divide on Mother's Day, like people wanting to do all of these things with their family and the kids. And then this other side that is like, I want my husband to take over and do everything. I just want to relax and sleep in and do nothing. Or I want to go out to like the spa or whatever it is. So I feel like there's this divide. I feel like I got like a little bit of both aspects. Yeah, I feel like this year I saw a lot of that divide on um, social media. And again, not in like a judgmental way, just like celebrating in the way that feels best for you. And that could mean a total break. It could be a happy medium. It could mean, um, you know, all in with your kids doing stuff that you normally would do anyway. Um, And I think either any of those approaches or somewhere in between is awesome as long as you're happy on that day. I mean, you should be happy. (laughs) most days, but um, especially on your day to be celebrated. We had a pretty low-key weekend. Um, I opted to start potty training Zane over the weekend, so uh, we were kind of like bound to the home, which again was nice. I think for me, like the less decisions I had to make that day would have been my ideal day. Like I still want to spend time with my kids. I just don't want to be responsible for the decision-making. I don't want to go somewhere else. I don't want to like sleep in. I just don't want to be the decision maker and being like the primary parent leading the potty training thing. I was very heavily watching my court to make the decisions, but it was still good. No complaints. Good. I forgot how is the potty training going. It's going. Um, <laughs> it's such a different experience than it was with Ari. And I get that like all kids are different like and I, I'm not comparing um, Zane's just like a more stubborn kid in general but he's like taking to it really well at home I don't think it's going so well at daycare so we just have to like keep practicing when to go in tomorrow and just talk with the, um, the director and the teachers about their approach just to make sure that we're aligned and we're like doing the best collectively for him um, but again it hasn't even been a week, so he's doing great. He's excited about it. He wants nothing to do with his little potty. He wants to use the big potty like Ari mm-hmm. does. He doesn't want the little seat that goes on it either. He wants to use it exactly the way Ari does, so that's pretty cool. 
Do you have like a little step up thing to the like regular potty? Just a regular step stool like we have in front of the sinks, but not like one of those ones like attaches to it. Yeah. But for him, I might need to get something like that because he's a little smaller than Ari is right now, obviously. I know. I feel like that's so hard trying to like coordinate with the daycare. And I remember, I think, I think you said it was a thing. My daycare never questioned, but like sending them in no underwear to school. Oh yeah. That was a big no, no. They were not having that. So did, is that what you were doing with Zane or no? Um, No, I'm reluctantly doing, well, I was doing underwear and well, I don't want to really get into it here, Um, (laughs) but we, I'm reluctantly doing a pull up. Okay. Got it. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> All right, we won't get it. We won't get into it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now that we've chatted a little bit about Mother's Day and our weeks, we hope you had an amazing Mother's Day and celebrate it in the way that you wanted to and hope you got time to relax and maybe like Aaron said not make all of the decisions because I know that as moms we are always making so many decisions so it's nice to not have to do that so as I've gotten like more comfortable in my body and more comfortable with my eating habits and more comfortable with my working out routine I've become less dependent on like validation from the scale and that's been very healthy for me given my past um disorders i'll say or dysmorphia but you know it's it i use the scale as like a check-in and sometimes it like validates where i'm am, and sometimes it is like a red flag and I'll, I'll leave it at that for right now but earlier this week um i was feeling like just very shitty about myself and i weighed myself and what i saw made me feel even shittier and then it was actually it was on Mother's Day because I was I remember going for a walk with him and I was kind of like spiraling about just like feeling shitty across the board like you know body training is stressful work is stressful feeling shitty about my body is stressful and I was like when I feel okay like my temple feels okay it's a lot easier to take on the world and I was like nothing about me feels okay right now hence like me reevaluating my drinking habits whatever um, so I was talking to Shelby about this earlier in the week and um, it kind of like led to this episode. So for the listeners, I'm probably going to be doing more of a listening role than this one just to um, relearn what I need to relearn because I myself was feeling very bad about the scale earlier this week. Um, So that's where I'm at. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times it's like we, we know that we weigh more and the scale is going to go up and it's like we need that additional like I just need to see like how bad it is and like just try to make ourselves feel worse like it would just be so much easier if we just didn't step on the scale like we already know things are you know maybe not how we want them to be but it's like we need that validation kind of like you said and then it ends up just making you feel even worse rather than just not stepping on the scale and just like 
moving forward and doing the things that you need to do to kind of get back on track and get healthier. Um, But for me, this is something I used to struggle with so, so much. Um, And like Aaron, I'm in this place where I do weigh myself relatively often, but I don't let it mean anything, which we're going to get into a lot deeper. But in the past, I would literally weigh myself every morning. And if it wasn't lower, like if it wasn't 0.2 pounds lower, then I made it mean like, I'm not doing something right. I'm not trying hard enough. Like, how could I have lost nothing after everything I put myself through yesterday? Yeah. I only I only cared about seeing that number go down. And if I didn't see it go down, even if it stayed the same, I was like, oh, I need to eat less today. I need to be more restrictive today so it can go down. And this was honestly a lot of this happened in a time where I would weighed like 95 pounds and I was still feeling this way and I felt this way, whether I was 95 pounds or whether I was heavier at 125 pounds. I didn't know I said it in the past, but I'm only 4'11". So like that, you know, I'm naturally just going to be a little bit lighter. So for me, 125 pounds was like a lot and it wasn't like muscle. (laughs) Versus like for me at the absolute height, of my like really, really terrible stage of eating disorders, I was at 117. So like, and I'm five, six. So that just kind of like, mm-hmm. so yeah. And that was very bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I never want to go back to that place again. Yeah. So now since, again, we've talked about this in the past that in, you know, our episode on, working out that that was just like one of the biggest game changers for me was incorporating strength training, understanding like that I'm putting on muscle and, you know, the scale may not change or it may even get higher. So really detaching from that number um, has been, you know, the biggest game changer for me. And it's just something that I rarely let affect me. And yes, it still, it does at times, but again, it's not super often. And I know how to move past it quickly. And that's what we're going to get deeper into today. So if you are feeling stressed or anxious anytime you step on the scale or if you see the number on the scale not change or you see it going up, know that you are not alone. Um, And if you're feeling obsessed with that number you see every single day and it's having an impact on your day-to-day life, on your happiness, it may be time to get rid of the scale or stop weighing yourself or maybe just take a little break from it. But we're going to 
dive deeper into how to really approach the scale and weighing yourself in a way that feels good, in a way that is realistic, and why you may not necessarily have to throw it away or stop weighing yourself altogether. So, number one, know that your weight is just a piece of data. And we tend to put so much meaning behind this as a person. So we step on the scale. And like I said earlier, if we see it doesn't change or we see it go up, we start to be just so mean to ourselves and tell ourselves like, I am, you know, I must not be trying hard enough. You know, I'm so gross. I'm so disgusting. And we're just so hard on ourselves. But really, it's just a number. It's just a piece of data. And we just want to make it mean something. And there's so many things that could make the scale fluctuate on a day-to-day basis That's that are things that are outside of just the way that you are eating or the way that you are exercising. And a couple of the ones that come to mind that are like, especially super relevant to my life right now are our sleep habits, our stress, um, consuming more sodium, having like a more intense workout versus something less strenuous, um, your period or ovulation. That's a huge one. And drinking alcohol. So for me, the heavy hitters are the drinking alcohol, my like terrible sleep habits and stress. So I know for a fact that that's definitely influencing where I'm at right now. Um, But I also want to say that sometimes for me personally, when I see the number go down, it's almost like letting me off the hook sometimes in a way that I shouldn't, where it's like I might have, because some, some of like my unhealthy habits for some reason influence my weight in both directions. I don't really know how or why, Um, but like I can, like Shelby said, like the weight piece is just one piece of data and you need to marry it up with the other elements to make it become information, like how you're actually feeling and like some other things that we're going to talk about in the next um, item. But so Sometimes I'll be feeling shitty about myself, but I'll see the number go down. So I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'm not doing anything that's that terrible. Meanwhile, when it goes up, I'm like, oh, I must be doing something that's not working for me. And neither of those are right or wrong necessarily. But if you just take it at face value without putting a little bit more thought into it, then you are most likely misleading yourself. Yeah. So it's like if you see the number go up, think about like, Is there a reason for this? Did you have like a higher sodium meal the night before or are you on your period? I recently was like chatting with one of my mom bod method clients and in her check in, she was like, can I stop weighing myself every day? It's stressing me out. And I'm like, of course, some of my clients do weigh themselves every day and some don't feel comfortable doing that every day. And that either, either is fine. The reason we do 
like to weigh every day is because our weight fluctuates so much on a day-to-day basis. So when you weigh yourself daily, you can kind of look at the weekly average weight loss rather than like if you weigh yourself on Sunday and then weigh yourself on the next Sunday, you're only weighing yourself once a week. There's so many things that could impact that number on the scale. So it's hard to just look at week to week and a better measure is day to day. But so I have a question about mm -hmm. that. Is your recommendation to weigh at the same time every day or Mm -hmm. is it just to weigh every day? Yeah. Weigh yourself at every time or the same time every day. Um, because, you know, if you are weighing yourself at different times, it's not really going to be accurate, accurate based on, you know, your workouts or things that you ate, it's going to be so different. So the best time is to do it first thing when you wake up, no clothes um, at the same. I mean, obviously, if you wake up at different times, you know, it's not going to be the exact same time. But usually first thing when you wake up is the best time. Um, but after she wrote that to me, um, she was like, No, like, actually, I'm okay weighing myself every day because she realized she was on her period. And that's why, like, the scale was fluctuating. So it's like looking, is there an actual reason why the scale is higher this day and saying, oh, well, I'm on my period or I'm ovulating or whatever it is. So that's why the scale is up and just understanding that there's a reason behind it and you know, if there's not a specific reason behind it, or you just know, like, I've been eating more than, you know, I really want to right now, we can always adjust things and change things. Um, So it doesn't mean anything about you. It's just a piece of data. So number two you know, along with that, knowing that your weight and the number on the scale is just one piece of data. It's one measure of progress. And like we said, there's so many reasons that the number could be fluctuating. And a lot of times too, your goals don't actually come down to weight loss. And yes, that's a piece of it, but there's a lot more to it than that. It's like, are you wanting to have more energy? Are you wanting to be more toned? Are you wanting to feel stronger? And we tend to put so much more weight, like weight into (laughs) our weight. (laughs) Yes. But there's just so many other things that we actually are desiring that are so much deeper than the weight loss and even just like celebrating not the physical aspects too but the fact that you are like just more consistent with your workouts that you've get that you've gotten into a really good routine with your workouts or meal planning or meal prepping or things are just like feeling easier or you're just feeling happier or more present with your family. And there's just so much more outside of just the weight loss. And there's so many other ways to actually measure how you're progressing 
other than just that number? I'm trying to like think in my mind how to equate it to like, it's something that you do in the morning. Like, you know, you like, you check your teeth real quick before you run out the door. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's just a thing that you do and then you move on. It's, it shouldn't like be such an anchor to how our like anchored influence our moods in one way or another. Um, and that's kind of what I mean with like, when I said earlier, marrying it up with other pieces of information. So like when you weigh yourself, if you choose to, Put like document either like literally or just take some mental notes about like how you're actually feeling in that moment beyond what that number is. Like numbers one piece and then say at this number, I feel energized. My clothes feel amazing. I feel happy. I feel whatever. Um, I'm getting better sleep. That's a huge one for me personally. Um, you know, I was looking at pictures from vacation and I'm, you know, looking in the mirror now and I, f- I see progress, even though it might not be consistent or may not seem to be consistent with what the scale says. But without those other pieces of data, it doesn't become information and information is power. Data is not. That makes sense. Yeah. And like with my clients, we really track just so many so many things so i have so i have a lot of clients that maybe aren't losing like that much weight week to week but their bodies are changing drastically their measurements are going down they're seeing more um muscle tone they're getting stronger they're increasing the weights that they're using in their workouts week after week so these are all things that we are tracking on a weekly basis so we can see how much they're progressing outside of just that number on the scale. So along with that, it's like the number on the scale doesn't really paint the whole picture, especially when it comes to strength training. So like we said in the past, muscle is more dense than fat so even if the number on the scale isn't changing that much your body can look completely different because the muscle is going to take up less space than fat so you can look leaner and slimmer but the number on the scale might not be going down so um, one thing that I actually did that I think helped me a little bit was I had a Fitbit scale and I'm going to say, fortunately it broke. And so like, I think it was like kind of expensive when I bought it. And I was like, I don't want to spend a lot on a scale because I don't want to put a lot of weight on the <laughs> scale. Um, but what I did get is I got, I found something on Amazon and it looks at your weight Give you your BMI, which is another one that I don't really buy into because I'm not educated enough to, from what I know, I'm not buying into it. So I'll leave it at that. Um, but it does look at body fat. It looks like your protein, your muscle mass, your fat free body weight, your visceral fat, body water, skeletal muscle, bone mass, MBR, which I don't know what that means, um, subcutaneous fat, and your metabolic age. So like, again, all just data elements, but it's not just a number at that point. And it, you can look a little bit um, 
beyond that to what's supporting it. And like knowing how much water is in your body from one day to another, if you're retaining it or not, or um, your skeletal muscle, like to just know how much like your actual body weighs. Like I think all this stuff is cool, but I, I like data to make information out of it. Um, but I think it kind of helped paint a different picture for me where it's like, okay, this is the number, but then this is what's kind of fueling the number behind the scenes. And I'm sure that there's some leeway in here for accuracy, but um, I don't know. I just find it interesting. That's really So maybe just a different scale that gives you a little bit more. (laughs) Yeah. You'll have to link that. And that we, this uh, gym I used to work at, we had this machine called an in-body machine and it did this similar, similar thing um, and really showed you like, where you are holding it even showed you like where you're holding muscle like you could see how much muscle mass you had in like your left arm and your right arm and your let like you could see like all of like how much muscle you had compared to fat so that was kind of cool too so I like that and I will I'll say I will I will say something about BMI that it is just not a good measure and it kind of sucks because like doctors use this as like a measure and really it's just so outdated like it was developed so so long ago and it was a study that was based just off of men but the same numbers are like used for women too and it only it basically only takes into account like your height your age and your weight it doesn't so if you're someone who is like strength training it doesn't take into account that muscle mass that you might have too so a lot of times there are women who do strength train and they're like above the like normal bmi but they like look amazing and maybe their body fat is lower but on the bmi scale they're like not healthy quote-unquote mm-hmm. i feel like as a gymnast growing up my bmi was always in like the red zone like mm-hmm. always for i don't think i can remember a time even in like the height of my eating disorders i don't even think i like made it towards like you know yellow green i think i've always been and so like that feels like especially for like young people not knowing exactly what that means or what it doesn't mean it can be like very damaging i'll say Mm -hmm. so yeah and another thing with that too is you that's used a lot for like pregnancy and like a measure of how much weight you should gain too is like based off your bmi so if you are i actually remember i was doing life insurance for i think i was pregnant with ari at the time and i was like oh my gosh this is gonna like sway it in the wrong direction because pregnancy but yeah, so it's kind of crazy that we still use it, but we do. Okay. Not we, but people. Yeah, not, <laughs> not we, but society. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And lastly, and most important is, are your expectations of weight loss or your weight actually realistic so on average it's normal to lose about half a pound to two pounds per week it really 
depends on like where you're starting at because you know someone who's smaller like me I'm not going to expect to lose two pounds per week even though that's quote-unquote normal but it really is just going to depend on where you're starting at too and a lot of times we feel like we should be losing a certain amount of weight or just because of like different diets and ads that we see like this person lost x amount of pounds in you know six weeks or whatever it is and it's like some ridiculous number Um, but realistically on average about 0.5 to 2 pounds per week is like a good place to be in and then you know a lot of times we have this just number in our head of how much we should weigh but really just like asking yourself why why is it this number what does this number actually mean is it you know is this what you used to weigh like 10 or 15 or 20 years ago and you're you know just trying to be that same weight or is it just someone like holding else? on to the, that old pair of jeans that yes you just can get rid of <laughs> Yes. Or like, just like someone else is the same height as you and they weigh X amount of pounds. So you feel like you should weigh that same amount too. But everyone's body is so different. And, you know, we have, we all have, I think, this idea in our head of like this number where we should be at, but really just like asking yourself, like, why this number what does that actually mean you know if i'm feeling energized i'm feeling really good in my body my clothes are fitting better i'm feeling really confident does it really matter what the number means and i think back to aaron saying this like you were saying like i'm not walking around and like having a sign on my head or something like that about like how much i weigh oh yeah mm-hmm Exactly. Like it's, it's, it's just a data point. Mm-hmm. It really is. And I think going back to like what you're saying, like about a time in your life, I was actually having a call with my doctor, I don't, maybe like a couple months ago, like just for an annual checkup. And he said like, you know, when you first started seeing me, you were, you know, it was like 10 years ago and you were um, like 12 pounds lighter. And I was like, that's, Good to know. I was like, but that's not ever a place I want to get back to. I was like, I can't imagine my physical stature today with like 12 pounds removed. And maybe I could get there, but right now it doesn't seem like conceivably healthy. So I think like assessing like where you are today is the most important thing. And you can think about your goals, but make them realistic. And also, I really think like going back to like the weighing yourself at the same time every day does make a difference because like I usually do it in the morning, but sometimes I'll do it in the evening, usually when I'm trying to self-sabotage and like <laughs> make myself feel bad, like just because you like see that bigger jump. Um, I don't know why I do that, but it's, it's not like a thing I do often, but you know, we all have bad days. Um, and like some, I think that can be like really like negatively influential about how you see yourself or where you think you should or shouldn't be. At least I know that that's how it happens for me. 
Yeah, definitely. Was there was there an intention or reason behind why your doctor like? Oh, we were talking about my thyroid. Okay, so like on uh, it's like I gained a whole bunch of weight like before we realized that I was hypothyroid or had hypothyroidism. I don't know what the right terminology is. Um, and so he, and he very much agreed with me. He was like, I think that where you are today is very healthy. He's like the fact that you're weight training and, um, like doing that type of stuff, having a really healthy diet or mostly healthy diet is exactly what I need to be doing, especially, um, with the hypothyroid. Um, sorry. Yeah. Hypo. Yeah. Hypothyroid. Good. I just yeah, wanted to make sure he was wasn't like, you know, you could, you could lose, the, you could shed some pounds. No, no, no. He was just looking <laughs> through my chart and like about the fluctuation because yeah. I mean, the swing has been very big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so no, all good stuff. Good. He's got my best interest. Hmm. Okay. So let's recap. Know that the number on the scale is just a data point and one piece of the picture and you don't need to put meaning behind it about you as a person. And also when strength training, your body can look completely different even if the number on the scale stays the same or it even maybe goes up a little bit. And last and most importantly, make sure you're setting realistic expectations about weight loss and your weight loss goals. So action steps. Decide if weighing yourself is actually a good idea for you. I know for me, like it comes and goes, ebbs and flows throughout my life, like depending on where I am, whether it's healthy for me or it's unhealthy for me, whether it's good for me to do every day or whether it's good to kind of spread it out. Um, So figure out what's good for you, where you are today. And if you're kind of struggling with it, maybe take a break from it or try to remove any meaning around it and just use it as a data point in your journey not the like the big banner above your head is your guiding light, your North Star. Try and minimize the value of it and focus on all those other elements that we talked about, how your clothes are fitting, your progress photos, your measurements, your mood, your sleep, all that really, really good stuff that means so much more. It means so much to us to have you on this journey. And together, we hope we can make mom life a little bit easier for you one episode at a time. As always, never hesitate to DM us on Instagram at Momtails and Cocktails Podcast with your momtails. And don't forget to follow here. And we will see you on the next episode.